Hi everyone, this is Sarah Harvey. I'm here with Molly Allstott. We're gonna talk a little bit about inner peace and mindfulness today, but first I'm gonna let Molly tell you guys a little bit about herself and what she does. Okay, hi guys. <laughs> I'm Molly Allstott. Um, I'm a master intuitive healer and I own uh, my own business called Beautiful Mind Serene Soul. And there's actually two facets of that business that I run. Um, I sell crystals under um, Iridium Crystals, a metaphysical shop. And I also do life path coaching. So really stepping into figuring out why you're here and how to really step into that role so you can live in your best life. I'm pretty excited. You actually are doing a lot of different new things now and you, when we did this, you actually had me change the title. So what is your uh, certification, your title now? So my title, the, I can't speak English today. My title is Master Intuitive Healer currently, but I'm working on um, getting my certification in um, and becoming a Dharma coach. So I'm taking classes through Dharma Coaching Institute to become a life purpose Dharma coach. That's awesome. So yeah. can you kind of explain to us what Dharma is for the people that don't really know? Sure. So your Dharma is your life purpose. And we don't always necessarily have one specific Dharma associated to our lifetime. Um, we can have multiple Dharmas and they don't have to be complicated um, or all-encompassing, so to speak. Um, even like just being there for somebody when they need you, you can be fulfilling your dharma in that way. Um, or it can become more of like what you do for a living, not necessarily even career. Like you can still work in a specific job or whatever, but then what you do um, like with your life other than that is really fulfilling your purpose for being here. Yeah, and you had a lot of good things that you were you wanted to cover. And this is kind of a good time for both of us. I know we're not going to talk too much about it, but I'll tell you guys about my day. I had to message Molly. My kid is missing. She's 14. I don't know where she's at. Tried to track her on the phone. Finally found her. So we thought we were going to be a little later than we are. But uh, then when I go to get on live, I pull my computer right out of the power cord. So I'm overcoming challenges today, but I'm, I'm doing all right. So um, this is the perfect timing to um, as far as um, as far as what has been happening in our country and in the world. And I think we uh, Molly, you and I were talking about um, the suicide rates and how they've increased so much. I think with just Molly and I see we graduated together. So with just our class was probably what, like, was it 250 or 350? It was something like that. Somewhere in between there, yeah. Three, yeah, like maybe 330 something. But anyhow, we can, we were sitting there like talking about, you know, all the people that had committed suicide. And for our age, we're, you're, I'm 36, you're 36 too, aren't you? Just Are you, Yeah, you're younger than I am, I forgot. <laughs> uh, so basically when we were talking about it, what we were talking like just we were just kind of shocked by the amount of people and um how i know you and i have talked about this too molly how you don't always know that there's signs like people expect there to be signs 
And the shocking part about it is, is that's not always the case at all. And so I think that um, that's something that is, that's why we brought this topic up, quite honestly, because it's good to be able to talk about this. And I know some of you guys will watch the replay. If you have questions um, and you're watching the replay, just let us know, like post it as a, its own comment in the group, and we'll try to answer you guys' questions the best we can. So this one's a big one. Um, we're going to talk, Molly has a lot to say, but one of the things that I want to ask you is, um, as far as expectations of ourselves, it seems like uh, we ourselves are our biggest judge, our biggest critic. So what would you say to somebody that is really feeling down and their expectations of themselves are too high and what, what are they supposed to do? Or like, what would you say is something that people should be aware of? So, yeah, we totally place a lot of expectations on ourselves um, and a lot of different roles that we play in society. So we can be the employee and have specific roles. We can be the mother and have specific roles, the sister, the partner, whatever. We play all these different roles and then we have all sorts of specific expectations for ourselves. And sometimes it can get a little a little overwhelming and overbearing. And especially when we are on social media and we are seeing other people's highlight reels and then we start to compare ourselves to other people. And I think that that in itself is, it can get really hard. Like, cause what you see when you're scrolling through social media, that's really like just the highlights, like glimpses of most of the time when people are doing really well or they have something fun and exciting. And then you start to think, oh my gosh, that person's life is so much like so much better than mine or so, so different than mine, or there's, they're here. And I, I'm over here like struggling. And I think that that's a big, a big, big, big thing. Um, so remembering that we are each our own individual people with our own path and our own specific things going on to remember not to compare ourselves is huge. Um, I think that when we get into the cycle of I should, or I wish my life was like this, or wow, I'm really not doing great. I think that that can really build up inside of us and really cause a lot of, a lot of discontent and stress and overwhelm and just take us to some really dark places sometimes. And that's, I think that's a lot of what the struggle is. I know that um, I have an older sister and I know that she can't even be on social media because she just can't handle that. She starts feeling really bad about herself. And I think that that's, that's sad. Like for a lot of people, it is, it can become a really sad feeling. Yeah. And that's, that's not fun. To, it's not a fun place to be at. I don't think like what you said with it being a glimpse, that's what I kind of talked about that with me and you're that way too. Like people uh, around the United States and probably other places purchase crystals from you and you do live shows. I'm guessing that you kind of have the same thing with me that, or as I do where people really feel like they know you, um, like they're a friend of yours or you know what I'm saying? Like they mm -hmm. just they think they know you at a different level because they see you on TV or not TV, but you know, the internet. Yeah. It's, it's like TV to us. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, 
it's only a small, like even with us, it's only a small glimpse of uh, what we're going through or what um, struggles we have or if our teenager ran away today because that's what happened with me. Uh, like those are the things that, like that's why, and Molly's the same way as I am. That's why I try to be as real as possible with you guys. And like, if there's something like completely goofy going on, like, or I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the person that's going to be late for her own funeral anyway. Like I have a really big problem with being on time. Um, but I, I, I like that. I like that about Molly. That's like one of the things that I think Molly is amazing with is that you have a way of you're just you you're no one else like you are you and you like for as long as i've known molly like if she's feeling a certain way her feelings are on the table whether it's uh she's not uh, she's not accepting it something that somebody says or that she's excited about something like all of those mo emotions for her just like out there you never question what she's like feeling because if she's there's something that she wants to talk about she'll talk about it which I think, and we've talked about that before, like, that's like, that's one of your best qualities. And I'm guessing that in your life, in your personal life, that probably sometimes causes like confusion for other people if they don't really know, like, that's your personality and that's just part of you. Um, and I think the other thing is you're really like clear empathic and that's like, has a big role. I'm guessing your sister is too, because oh, <laughs> with the uh, internet thing, we got a lot of people that are Claire empathic and um, I think that really a lot of those people or us I guess I am that way too uh, social media doesn't bother me I guess as much you remember like when we were young and we started seeing like how they edited models for magazines and stuff do you remember that mm -hmm. it was really funny because like I've never had a thigh gap you know the infamous thigh gap thing um, I'll never have one in my life no matter how thin I am uh, but it was something that like they actually create a thigh gap on models in magazines. And so I think when we were young, there was some class we had or something like that that talked about these things, like our teacher that talked about these things and what's real and what's not. And I think social media just brought that out like times 10. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what kids in high school or even younger go through. With those oh, yeah, things. it's a whole new world. Like, how do you parent a child when, like, you didn't grow up like that? It's yeah. hard. It's hard to know. Um, and I think really stepping into that part of ourselves that we're not going to, like, just put out there what we want this pretty picture to appear to everybody. Like, let's be real. Let's yeah. Let's bring it all to the table. Let's if we're having a bad day or we're struggling with something, we're a community. Let's support each other. Let's put that out there because there's no point in pretending that we're not human beings. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's like some of the celebrities or the biggest, um, like the books that I've read about different people and their successes. I think that is one thing that I appreciate is knowing like the kinds of struggle. I know Oprah's like, crazy famous at this point but when she talks about where she actually came from to me that actually makes her human and right. it lets other people know that they could be do the same thing and i don't know her story is amazing so i like for somebody like that to be able to share their story that's incredible to me 
So Whitney says, social media gives us glimpses of both the best and the worst. Easy to get overwhelmed either way. I, I'd agree. So mm -hmm. I this is like uh, kind of off topic. I not completely off topic. I actually had a conversation about shadow work with somebody and I thought, I don't, I said to them, I was like, I don't really know if I think it's uh, like good to do. Cause you know, I like always try to put pause, my hair's crazy. Try to put positive things into my mind instead of negative because I feel like when, like if I watch television, I don't know if you get this way, but I was watching, um, it's called 60 Days In and it's on Discovery Plus and it's these people that are in jail or prison, they're pretending to be inmates to get inside information. And I just like, after watching two seasons of it, I was like, I gotta step back and not watch this because it's changing my mindset in a, like not in a necessarily positive way or completely negative way, just it's not productive for me to sit and do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's not, it's not constructive. It's like taking a whole different like angle on things. And, and that can really cause us to spiral kind of completely away from who we are. I thought I was El Chapo for like a week. Right. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? The same yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the feeling I get from shows like that. Like I, mm -hmm. Uh, oh, the one Jaden and I talked about was 13 Reasons Why. Like, that was hard for me to watch. Like, mm. I'm sure it was hard for a lot of people, but, like, I actually felt depressed after watching it. And I'm just like, I have to, like, pace myself in watching this. It's amazing. I love the topics they bring up and everything, but I really feel like at some level it still causes people to become, become depressed, you know, just right. because of the stories that they're sharing. Yeah. Megan I mean, from Science is high. What? Oh, hi. <laughs> so, and you, uh, you have a multiple interests and different hobbies and things that you're doing uh, professionally as well. So how do you manage all that? Like, what's your advice when people uh, maybe are doing or getting, have a lot of things that they want to do and they need to like some sort of focus? What, what's your advice about that? So I'm a Gemini. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm interested in so many things. Um, and I'm always trying to like put more on my plate than I can handle. <laughs> so what's really been helpful to me, um, especially trying to figure out which direction to go is to prioritize, like, well, first of all, get it all down, like put down all of your interests like even just on a piece of paper or a document, something, all the things that you're interested in um, and at least getting out of your headspace. And then you can really choose like what really interests you, what really lights you up, like what things are you willing to dig more deeper into um, to learn about and to apply to yourself? What are those things? And then finding that one specific priority and really diving deep into it and giving it your all. Like you don't have to like throw the other stuff away. Just put that kind of to the side and focus on the one specific thing and see that through. And then maybe you can decide like, okay, after I've looked more into it, like maybe I'm into it, maybe I'm not into it. Maybe it's not my thing. And then you can go back to your list and, and find other things to do, but really committing to a specific 
topic um, of interest, I think is is a really good way to go because otherwise our, our energy starts to get really scattered when yeah. we're trying to do too much and, and looking at too much and, and just really putting that all on our plate. It really does scatter our energies around and it makes it hard to accomplish anything. I've so, tried so many different hobbies. It's funny. I could make a list. Right. And so, it's okay to shift too. Like yeah. if you're into something and you're going for it and you just like something else shiny comes along or something like it's okay to look into that, but like, don't put too much pressure on yourself to like have to stick with one thing or to try to do too many things because yeah, it's just, let's be like, keep it realistic. You know, you can't be the best at everything. Exactly. Exactly. So I totally got sidetracked when I was telling you that, but about shadow work, what do you think? Cause I, I first, I thought, that's like a, at first I was like, this is a terrible idea. People like <laughs> talking about the things that hurt them the most and absorbing that. It's got to be such a, like an emotional roller coaster to go through that process. Um, I actually haven't done it. And the uh, person that I was talking to helped people with shadow work. And I thought, I told her that out loud. And then I thought I shouldn't have said that, that I didn't know why people really did that. And she said to me, well, Sarah, uh, that there are some people who have, you know, traumatic experiences that they never really get over. But then when I thought about it and I started watching different videos about it, there are little things every single person has that if they don't address like money mindset or, um, just what do you call that? Like uh, ancestral limitations in general, like, I think those kinds of things are things that we don't even necessarily, we're not even necessarily aware we're doing it. But um, I thought that at some point, I thought that might be interesting for me. But don't you think that after doing that, people kind of need some sort of way to pick themselves back up emotionally? Yeah. Um, shadow work can be really hard. It's it's really integrating those parts of yourself that you kind of cast aside as like, no good and undesirable things that you don't really want the world to see because you don't want to see them. And I think it's, I think it's important to integrate those parts of ourselves because when we don't, we're like a fraction of a person. Like we're always trying to work towards something that might be unattainable if we don't like really integrate all facets of ourselves. And so, yeah, it can be really, really hard and it can take us to some really dark places. But overall, I think to be a whole person and to really know yourself on that deep level that we need to know ourselves at, it, it's important to do. And so to pick yourself back up kind of out of that, those places that you might go is remembering that you're a human being. And all human beings have all sides to themselves. You know, you're not alone in that. And um, just remembering really that you don't have to stay stuck there. You don't need to hold on to those things. Just see them, accept them for what they are and where you're at with that. And know that that's okay to be there. And it's okay to feel that and it's okay to be real and really don't cast aside those feelings that are coming up 
like feeling them through all the way through to completion is important because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is that you allow these feelings to come up and then they get kind of scary and you don't really want to go there all the way, but you have to allow yourself to go through that process. Otherwise it's just shoving it into a back closet, slamming the door and being like, well, that doesn't exist anymore. Well, that it does exist and it's going to come out in ways that you don't want it to come out. So allowing yourself to have, um, have the support, allowing yourself to be supported by yourself and other people, knowing that you have a whole team of guides, angels, everything that's on your side that's rooting for you. And when you feel stuck, remembering that, that there's a, a way you can surrender and kind of let that stuff go, uh, put it back out there on to the universe. You know, they're here to, to take that from you. And the only thing is you have to remember too, that free will plays into that. So your angels and guides can only go so far because of free will that you have to ask, you have to ask for help and really unburden that part of yourself to really move forward because if you're just hanging on to that that's going to be tough and it's not a good place to be so you have to let go of certain things you've got to like why you got to ask yourself like why are you holding on to that first of all you don't you don't have to stay stuck there you don't have to hold on to that yeah i agree i think that's something I like with me, I feel like I changed as a person as I got older because there were some things that I didn't. It's funny because I see it in my daughter now. There are some things that I didn't um, understand about other people. Like I was not very and I hear it in her. So it's so funny. Like she's like super judgmental. And it's really funny because I try to like help her understand. She's in the other room near me. Uh <laughs> So she will say things like, there's a photo that we took on vacation and I was laughing. So like my chin was all back like this and I had a hoodie on and she's like, you look like Danny DeVito. And she tells all her friends that I'm like, that is like, I know it's funny, but she doesn't understand that. Like she shouldn't say things like that. And like, she's trying to be funny, but she like doesn't understand the limitation of that. Right. Uh, So yeah, it's it's interesting to me because that is the way I was when I was younger. And, you know, I read uh, How to Make Friends and Influence People have you, by Dale Carnegie. And it like all of a sudden I was kind of like floored. I was like, it's not all right to correct people. Like, <laughs> like don't, don't they need to know they're wrong? <laughs> I know that's so like, but it really was like the way that I thought. And then I thought after, uh, and I, you know, I spent weeks like doing different things that I, and changing different ways that I was doing things and how I was interacting with people. And it was really funny because when I started to notice that like relationships were easier and things like that, and just, it just made it more simple for me. Like, and I had, had no idea that that's how people, this is something they should really teach in school like how to interact with people. I think kids would get along a lot better if that if they taught something like that. But okay, so as far as uh, mindfulness and, and uh, what people are doing next, like what what is your thought about 
uh, around that? So it's important to always take inventory of what you're thinking because those thoughts create emotions, create those feelings that come up inside of you. And then in turn, um, affect what you're doing, your actions. And so being mindful of the thinking patterns that you have um, will really help you to understand where those feelings are coming from. And I think feelings are like the biggest thing for a lot of everybody. Like a lot of people run just based on their emotions. And so remembering that those thoughts are what's causing those emotions is huge because you not can't necessarily change your emotion. Like it's not, you don't just flip the light switch and your emotion's not there anymore. Like it's important to nail down what thinking is causing those emotions. Um, and then being able to allow yourself to have enough, sp hold enough space for yourself to feel those emotions all the way through. So then you can make a better decision on how to proceed and what actions you want to take. So mindfulness is huge. It's like really, it's really connects you to you. And that's important. You have to be connected to yourself. And if you're not aware of what you're thinking, then you're obviously not going to be aware of how that's affecting what's going on in your life. So yeah, yeah that's huge. I think it's important what we put in, like when we were talking about television, like if you watched your parents as a child be like negative, I would they say like 75 or 80% of adult conversation is complaining. I don't know. It's a statistic I read a long time ago and I laughed because I thought, really? Like, I'm not trying to complain that much. Like I do every now and again. And then I have to stop myself and realize that if I can continue to complain, like today I had a choice. Was I going to be pissed off all day? and be unhappy because I had to go search for my kid and my uh, computer unplugged and I'm late for the live. Like I could let that ruin my whole day, but I'm not going to, I'm going to mm -hmm. grill and do things to make the day better and chill out. It's so nice out here in Iowa, by the way, guys, like what is it? 80 something out there, Molly? Yeah. It's really super nice out. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's another thing that people don't, you know what I realize, like, because I work inside all the time now, and I know you work inside too. Like, do you notice that if you actually go out and just sit outside and absorb some sun, that it just like changes your, it changes your day. Like, it's so mm -hmm. weird. I didn't really realize that till I started doing that. I would just go out and sit on my porch and, and work out there and write stuff down, different ideas and all this, and hang out with the chicken. Uh, but uh, she likes to hang out. She likes to be petted. Um, but when I did that, I realized that it was so, it made a difference in my day, like besides just sitting inside. Um, and I thought that, I thought that's something that, that I should do more often after I realized that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take an action that's actually gonna like totally change your mind from like, you're stuck in this, the space, like step out for a second, step out of that space where you're at and then take a look around. It totally changes your perspective on things and it can totally change how your day is going. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
So April said, uh, April says, I saw 222 twice watching this. Beautiful message, ladies. Thank mm -hmm. you. And uh, Ashley, Nicole, when you were talking about the mindfulness, she says, yes. Mm -hmm. So 222 and 444 have been coming up for me like crazy lately, like constant. Like, I yeah, I've got some stuff going on, man. <laughs> I think that's important. Like once you, it, it's funny that, I always think to myself, uh, like, you know, when you get a car and then all of a sudden other people have this same car as you and you realize it. Mm -hmm. I thought when I was thinking about synchronicities and my own perception of synchronicities, I thought, I think people just look for it more often. But it's funny because that's not necessarily the case. Right. Because there will be different numbers that are coming up. Like in it's just, it's crazy to me how that works. Like the energy, the energy is different. Mm -hmm. uh, Whitney says, did a few minutes of just standing in the sun yesterday after checking the mail absolutely made a difference in my day. And I'm still carrying that good mood today. Mm -hmm. A little bit of sunshine. We're lucky to have sunshine in Iowa at this point. Like I get the winter blues when I uh, stay inside too often and don't get sun. So I'm happy that we have sun again. The kids mm -hmm. and I will probably be at the pool at some point this week, I'm guessing. Heck so, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, well, it's right by your house. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so how to be, how to be content. You had some, I'm reading your notes here. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as, let me pull this up here. I don't want that to freeze. We, we, I had all sorts of funny problems when we were uh, starting this. It was funny. Uh, okay, so as far as um, allowing ourselves to be content, so a lot of people, like, because I got this way when I was working in insurance, like, and that's kind of my mindset that I constantly have to outdo myself. Not anyone else, just myself. Like I constantly have to do better at work and uh, those types of things in my business. And then there's people who are at the, I guess, not the opposite end, but there's some people that you have that are like just they're completely unhappy with their day to day. And that's what their like state of it's not content. Their state of discontent, their continuous state of discontent is um, like people who go to work every day and they complain about it when they get home. Like I, that would, I would be terrible. And I was that way at one point in time and I would cry. There was one place I worked that the manager was so mean to me that I would cry when I left and it was a group of girls. And I really like, I didn't have sisters. I just have my brother. And, uh, I was like shocked by like how, the dynamics were it was almost like they were like once she acted a certain way like everybody was like the same way toward me like they treated me like I was dumb which is really funny because obviously I know that I'm not but uh they were like you know when a group of people get like something somebody has to be the odd man out in some groups like some groups really need that odd man <laughs> you get what I'm saying they have to have that person pick on and it has nothing to do with you like it has nothing to do with me it has nothing to do with any person that they're doing that to like they just have to have some person you know what's really funny about that situation is 
a new girl came and then the focus was her. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Right? I don't even, I, I am not even joining in at this point. Like, this is not okay. Like you guys need to find something in your own life that you're happy about. And um, that's exactly what they were not doing. That's yeah. why it caused that problem is they're too focused on what's the next entertainment. Yeah. Because I'm not happy with where I'm at. I, and I think that's the same with like watching Facebook. I think that's why it doesn't affect me as much as it does other people. Like I'm happy for my friends at this point. Like I've got to the, um, like as a younger person, I would be like, well, that sucks. They get to do this. So they get to do that. But now I've got to the point where like, I'm excited for my friends and watching them succeed. Like, it's a different kind of feeling when you can be like legitimately excited about somebody else's success, whether it be going on vacation or getting a new house or like um, driving the car that they want to drive, having the health in their family, um, overcoming some sort of illness. Like these are all things that I think that we, take for granted some some things on Facebook I feel like it reminds me what I take for granted and what I don't which I think that's probably a good thing about it uh like it helps people in some sense appreciate their uh life but not everybody has that same perception I guess right so yeah. so as far as uh allowing ourselves to be content like how can we allow ourselves to not do try to overdo it not to underdo it, but just be in that uh, nice content center. Mm -hmm. So we have this thing that we do within ourselves where we always think that we're going to be happier or, or more content or okay. Once we receive X, Y, Z, whatever that is, once we get the job or we reach the destination or we accomplish this task, what's we're always kind of living in that, that future sense of I need to achieve this or I want this. And it takes away from the present moment completely. It completely can throw us off track and disconnect ourselves with who we are. And I think that that's a huge, huge deal because we have to be able to be content in the here and now, like always, because even when we reach that destination or we get that thing, we're still human beings, so we're still going to be faced with the same emotions and the same issues. Our circumstances are going to change, but we're still a human being. So yeah. it's important to remember to be present in our own lives. It doesn't matter what situation we're in or what's next. We have to be okay with where we're at right here in our own bodies. So just because we've reached another destination or we've accomplished something or we've gotten something we need to remember that because we're humans it's important to always be in that space where enough is we are enough right now here in this space so really focusing on the connection with ourselves at every stage of where we're at is super important so um, just uh, giving ourselves the space and, and keeping that in our minds is is critical 
because when we're not doing that, then we're always chasing something and we're always going to feel like we don't have enough or discontent in some way. So it's, it's remembering that here and now is what's important. Tomorrow's not promised. Those things aren't promised. Are we going to let that zap our joy? Like we can't do that to ourselves. We have to be okay with, with what we have right here and now. Doesn't mean don't strive for something else. Absolutely. You can always take steps to learn something or to grow or to do something. Absolutely. But learning to be content with where we're at right here and now, that's, that's what's critical. It helps us build that resilience when things do come up. Once we have those things or we're at that place, like we can still manage whatever it is because we're here. I can think of a few examples for that. The, and, and one of the most important things I would say is, as I've worked in my life, I had a job as um, a respite uh, caregiver. And when you, you see so often when children are sick or they're disabled, uh, they're some of the happiest children that you could ever meet in your life because they know that they're making a choice whether to be happy or whether not to be happy. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing you say is exactly that. Like you're, if you don't have X, Y, Z and you're not happy, X, Y, Z is not going to make you happy mm-hmm. basically. So, mm-hmm. I, and I think of, there's one other thing that I think of when I think about is, and this, uh, When I read this or when I started thinking about this concept, it really kind of made me realize something that I hadn't really realized before. So I heard someone say, if you're not happy, and it might have been Sherry, I don't know who it was. It might have been Sherry Fuentes, but if you're not happy by yourself, you're never going to be happy with another person because they're not going to be the, um, the, is it catalyst? They're not going to be the catalyst of your happiness. Like they're not going to show up and you're all of a sudden, uh, you know, I've reached, I've reached where you're not there. You're not happy for the rest of my life. But yeah, yeah, totally. That's not realistic because we're humans. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that was something that took me a long time to learn exactly what you're saying is that I would always be chasing. And I was taught that in, in my insurance career. And I realized at some point, this is why I love the spiritual business and like surrounding myself with like people or with people like you, because it's more of like our whole idea of like grounding and meditation and that kind of thing. It's like, so in the moment Mm -hmm. and uh, like how energy, how everyone is connected and energy is connected to me. That's like, once you learn that it's like a really powerful thing because it makes it all right to live in the now and be excited about the things that you do have. And I make this joke sometimes, but my kids, I tried really hard to help them understand that they have a lot and it's difficult to help them understand that because they don't understand that there are children in the world that are starving or people that in the world that are starving, that don't get the health care that they should have and this and that. And I got a kid com- complaining because the Wi-Fi is down like, you know, like right. that's the thing that is difficult to like get people or like people to understand. Like if something goes wrong, that doesn't ruin everything. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, somebody said when it came to dieting, I think this is what this one was about. 
um, if one of your tires goes flat, are you just going to get out and walk or are you going to replace the tire? Like mm -hmm. it's kind of a funny concept, but I don't know how to change tires. So we'll just chalk that up for what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Carla Myra says, hi, hopefully I can come back soon and catch up with you. Otherwise I'll need to catch the replay. Uh, Whitney says, Yes, it took me so long to even recognize when I was living in the future, but life is so much better for it, even if I'm still new to learning how to live in the present. I think that's, when you said that, that's like something that you have people go both directions. You have some people that uh, are living in the future a lot, and then you have people who are living in the past a lot, you know, when people can't get over certain traumas and things like that. Not that... I'm not being insensitive in any way when it comes to that, but like people, as people, we have a choice whether or not we're going to uh, live in discontent or make a change um, right. for people like in the now make a change. Like I think uh, one of our mutual friends, like he was saying one year for Christmas, uh, he and his spouse went out and um, put together bags of like food and water and for Christmas, instead of getting each other anything, they went in and they live in L.A. Um, they went and they gave out these bags to uh, homeless people and ran into veterans and these people and actually talked to them. And the funny thing about it is I really feel like this might I I don't know why I would get I'm, I might get teary eyed when I say this. But the funny thing about it is, is that them talking to these people was probably more important to these people than even the food necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, uh, something I thought when he, when he was telling me that I was like, that's so wonderful. I feel like a terrible person. This is, this is the Facebook thing. I feel like a terrible person because I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And as humans, we crave that human connection. Like it's not always about the stuff. Like obviously we have, certain needs to be met to, in order to live but like really we forget that that human connection is one of those needs that we need yeah in order to keep going and i was in illinois chicago i was outside of chicago in a suburb and you knew that i was from iowa and the people i with weren't the one girl i was with was when when uh one girl i was with was from minneapolis and I can't remember where the guy was from, but I was going into Walmart and the, there was a man who was homeless standing outside. And I said, I don't have any cash on me. When I go into the store, if he's still out here, I'm going to give him cash. And uh, they, they looked at me like I was completely fucking insane. Like <laughs> you would have thought I slapped their mother at that point. <laughs> I was like, what? What's wrong with that? Like, why wouldn't you do that? And uh, they're just like, you don't do that. That's dangerous. Like. What is this guy who like and I know the dangers are, they're they're real but like this is a like 60 some 70 some year old man with a blanket over him like yeah I'm pretty sure he's not a danger unless he's got a gun and that might be you know what it is but I'd be die I'd die doing something good I guess hopefully right. <laughs> here lies Sarah who tried to help the old man <laughs> That's my luck too you know yeah. Well, right. So, uh, what about dealing with overwhelm? Like, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things we could talk about that like all day long. But mm -hmm. when it comes to 
dealing with overwhelm, um, you said that it's important that we surrender when we feel that overwhelm. What does that mean for us? Like, how can we put that into um, action and make that part of our life? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we can get overwhelmed pretty easily, all of us as human beings. And that has been like a huge, huge thing that's been like the main theme of my life this year <laughs> is overwhelm and surrender. So, yeah, you can get into some pretty, pretty nasty spaces when you get overwhelmed like that. It's it's can be a mess. So um, when you reach finally reach that point of like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much for me. I can't stand feeling this way. Like, that's really the big place where you have to listen to yourself there. And even like the little clues leading up to that before it even gets to that point where it's too much, like listen to those cues. We have to listen to those cues because otherwise it can, it can get really messy. So remembering to take those moments for yourself and really give yourself that sacred pause. That's your chance to uh, connect with yourself, um, go in and just kind of ground. And what grounding really is all about is it's more than just that earthing and making that that electrical connection with the earth. What it is is in that moment is really stepping inside of yourself to focus and breathe and connect with your breath and connect with your inner being, your essence of who you are in that moment. Just allowing yourself to be okay with where you're at right there and know that in this moment that you're doing this, you're safe. You're safe to feel that. You're safe to be okay, to be with yourself. It's okay. And really connect with that breath. Breath is huge, huge. It's huge. Because when you can slow down your breathing and really like focus on what you're doing there, that's going to take your, your mind and your emotions into a better, better place than where you're at. So it's important to do that because it's like, it's like if you're running or like when you watch NASCAR, so they're going around and around and around. The driver has to make a decision at some point to make that pit stop because he knows if he doesn't make that pit stop, either his wheels are going to fall off or they're going to be like so like out of tread that they're, he's going to start sliding around and spinning out of control. So he has to make that choice to make that pit stop to fix the little issues that might be kind of going out of control to get back in the race and keep going. So it's, we have to remember to do the same thing with ourselves to really take that moment to step into that space where, Hey, like I'm going to, I got to pay attention to myself here, not just taking that sacred pause to connect. Once you do that grounding process and you get your breath slowed down and you really connect with who you are, like, Take inventory then of your thoughts. Like, what am I thinking and how am I feeling? And am I allowing myself to actually feel these emotions that are coming up and feel them all the way through so we're not just stuffing and moving on because I'm too busy. I don't have time for that right now. Yeah, you, you have to have time for that. You have to make time for that. Because if you don't, that's when the trouble just keeps surmounting. And yeah, it's not good. I feel like my spirit guides and 
angels tell me when it's time to slow down and not work so hard because my electronics all of a sudden not work the way they should. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the universe has a funny way of, of stepping in there and it'll give you hints and you can either listen or not listen to those. But if you don't choose to slow down, the universe will make you slow down. And sometimes it'll make you slow down to the point where, oh shit, this came out in a way I didn't, I didn't want it to like, Maybe I need to have surgery or something like something crazy. You know, it'll it'll stop you dead in your tracks if you don't listen. I mean, I had the my blood pressure was so high when I did the or when I was taking a few days to like collect myself. It was so high. Like if you looked online, it basically said I was close to having like a stroke or a heart attack. I'm like, man, maybe I'll slow it down a bit. Like, <laughs> you know, when you're already taking medication and you got to do that, like. Mm -hmm. I and work is not stressful for me. Raising kids is is and keeping the house. I, you know, I, Molly, I did not know I was going to have to come up with meals, supper <laughs> for the rest of my bleeping life. Like <laughs> kind of bullshit, isn't it? I know, right? <laughs> it is. It is. I feel like it is. So I've been like, I, I got the kids uh, uh, takeout from uh, Stumpy's Bar and Grill in Duncombe. And I was like, you know what? You guys are gonna eat this because I want to actually like sit down and, and enjoy not doing or cleaning or making supper or anything like that. So I thought it was kind of funny, but like I, that is something that I didn't realize that I like could get overwhelmed by. Like those little simple things that you constantly do, like mm -hmm. laundry and dishes, and like when you're. I think it's like one of the things that I've noticed in my life is if I'm constantly doing those same things, uh, like I get bored and I get irritated. Like I have to switch things up a little. And so I feel like that's something that's important for people because they're not like, then you don't feel like you're um, like a rat on a wheel, like right. switching things up, switching when you do things or how you do things or making everybody eat sandwiches, you know, like meat, right. bread, like that's okay. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. I have, a, a, you know, I think it's funny that people refer to, uh, like when we think of Pinterest, that's something that came about that really like leveled up, in my opinion, what parents were doing for their children when it comes to birthdays and what kinds of desserts they're making and all of this. And I love Pinterest. But the idea of being a Pinterest mom, as you know, society would put it, like that is not appealing to me. Like I'm not perfect. My cake, I don't think I could make a cake like they do. It looked like the flop version. Same. But like, I don't, I think that those, I, I completely, when it comes to raising kids even, I think that the whole idea of social media and what's expected of us, like we're expected to be like perfect and we're not. Mm -hmm. Nobody really wrote a guidebook about raising kids. I don't give a crap who they say they are or what they think they wrote, but there's no like true as we're, we have a kid, they're like, this is what you need to read. And this is what you need to do. And if this happens, you do this. And if this happens, you do this. No one has that. And so like, I feel like that's one of the things uh, that people judge themselves way, way too much. Like mm -hmm. they just do like, and as a mother, I know every single other mother has had that feeling that they're not doing enough. And the fact of the matter is, 
is there's nobody that can do it better than you because you're their mom. Right. And, and if you're doing yeah. something, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. enough. Well, and I think that uh, the thing is, is that even when kids, because I, I mean, I've known some kids that like their mom's not there and things like that, or the dad's not there. The fact of the matter is, is that kid is still going to look at them like they are important in their lives regardless. So I think that there's, uh, there are right things to do and wrong things to do, obviously. But if right. we're feeding our kids uh, candy for breakfast, like I, I obviously you're not, I'm not doing this every day, but if you ice cream or candy every once in a great while, like I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow right. it. Screw it. Like, who are, I mean, I'm not going to fight with an angry 10 year old. Yeah. I mean, no. it's, it's not going to kill anybody. So <laughs> and as long as they're eating other stuff every once in a while and it's healthy stuff, that's good. I think yeah. I'll, I, I'm always like, that's the funny joke I make is I just shake my head and I'll be like, I'll allow it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I'm the referee or something. And we have to remember to do that with ourselves too. That's like, important. Yeah. yeah. I never really think about it that way, but that's so very true. Like, you know what? Shit, I might just stay in bed today. <laughs> right. Screw it. Yeah. Like, like it's not like a, a an all the time thing. Like that obviously becomes some sort of like a different thing for people. But yeah. like if you're in your like Sean, my boyfriend, he will not wear sweatpants out of the house at all. He has to have jeans. Like he has a whole get up. He has to have jeans, his belt. <laughs> his cowboy boots or his dudes and his uh, shirt. He always tries tucking it in. He's uh, he's a little bit older than us. He's like eight, nine years older than us. So their style in his day, like they tucked it in and all that kind of stuff. So I always laugh at him and I tell him, you don't have to tuck that in. It's cute when you don't do that. Uh, Cause that's our style, right? But uh, now I totally went, forgot where I was going with that. Oh, I go outside with, with yoga pants on like nine times out of 10, if you see me outside and I'm not going anywhere special, I'm wearing black yoga pants. And it's really funny to me because like, he will not go anywhere without taking a shower. But as a mother, I've had to do that plenty of times. So if I'm going to Casey's to get donuts for breakfast or whatever for breakfast, like I'll roll like that. I'll, I'll just brush my hair and go like, <laughs> like, which is funny because those are the little things that we don't, that we like put too much, uh, too much stock into. Like, you know, I used to fold socks. I used to fold socks. And if I could say anything changed about me after being a mother that describes my life in such great, profound, uh, just something simple that's so profound, I do not fold socks any longer or underwear. That is not something I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. What's it hurting? <laughs> you don't need to do that. <laughs> and the, the fact that the kids started to like mismatching socks was really cool for a while. But now I'm upset <laughs> that I have to wear mismatching socks because they're wearing my socks. They get into my socks a lot. So and it's, <laughs> everybody fits. They both fit in the same shoe or socks that I do. So they'll go grab socks out of my drawer. But that's a whole nother issue on its own. <laughs> but uh, so we talked about shadow work. You know, when we were talking about, that's here, I might have heard him. Uh, when we were talking about uh, perception and uh, being online, I actually watched this documentary and I'm, it's about the Hart family. And I thought it was really 
I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but it's a heart family is what it is. So you guys probably find it on Google or whatever. Um, but the family um, had gotten trouble a few times, more than a few times. They had adopted children and all of a sudden there was like bruises and uh, different things that the teachers were finding when they went to school. Your eyes get a popsicle. Uh, so that's what's going on in my house right now. Uh, so what I, I watched the whole thing and what I what was crazy to me is no matter what uh, they were dealing with with child protective services, the the one there was it was a two mothers, you know, there were two mothers that adopted like six kids or something like that. And they were really big part of a lot of different movements. And um, that part's really good. Like I totally like can get behind that. That's awesome. But what they were doing is the one mother was taking like these pictures of the kids, like looking like they were so happy. And those are the things that she would post on social media. So there, a lot of their friends only seen that, right? And that wasn't what was going on at all. They ended up driving their SUV or van over a cliff in California and killed them and their entire family. And it's the story, you'd have to look it up, but it's, um, I think it's called Broken Hearts or something like that, maybe. Um, but anyway, like, the they were actually famous, or the one young boy was famous because, um, or popular, uh, one of his photos he had taken with a police officer, he was, I think he was hugging the police officer and he had a sign. Um, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful photo. But the fact is, is that, that poor boy was going through so many different things that he was told by his parents, his adopted parents, that it was all right um, because he had come from a mother who was a drug addict and they saved him. So basically they're teaching the kid that, you know, you could have had worse. We just, this is, a, this is just punishment. You could have had worse. And I thought it was interesting that she made it a point to post those photos to cover up what was really going on. You know, I think people really, uh, what do you call it? Like a lot of people believe what they're doing is right no matter what. Like I think that's something I learned from the how to make friends and influence people is even like the worst gangsters or the worst killers in the world, if you were to ask them what they did, was it Al Capone? I think, I think it was Al Capone that said, I don't know what what I'm doing here. I only wanted to show people a good time. Mm -hmm. And think about it that way. I mean, he killed tons of people. He was a he was a gangster. And when we think about it that way, like that just tells you that no one really like people justify what they're doing. You have people who are like, well, this person does this. I'm not that bad. But the fact is, is that the only person that you should be comparing yourself to is the person, you know, that you're that you are personally. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was interesting that that woman took pictures of the kids in such a happy state to post for social media, but then all this was going on behind closed doors. Like it was bad. They, before they ran over uh, the cliff, they had actually given all the kids Benadryl so they were sleeping or some sort of cold medicine. Um, so they were sleeping or sleepy and they also took it too and i think the the one that was driving was uh drunk or something like she had never drank before she just drank for this and or she wasn't a rape i should say she didn't normally drink she drank to do this and i thought 
like there's so many different aspects of that that are interesting to me that um that they're putting it out there on social media that it's happening in the first place because in all reality we don't know if those kids would have been better off in their original homes or not right like i think that's interesting to me like what's your take on that like why do you think someone would like that would post on social media this idea or perception that they want somebody to believe hmm. there's a lot of discontent going on inside there yeah and trying to convince themselves and everybody else that things are okay without really taking a look at what's going on inside because clearly there's something super messed up going on inside and instead of doing something about that and getting help for that they had to try to convince themselves otherwise oh the other messed up thing was the one a couple of the kids one little boy with the one little boy was in all the photos he was actually going walking over to the neighbor's house several times during the day and asking the neighbor not to tell but he asked her for food. They were hold, withholding food. That was the other thing that's like crazy. So they actually proved this after the, they died because they did autopsies and all of the children were, uh, the children were two from two different families um, that they, they adopted and all of the children had the same problem with growth that they said was from not eat, from being malnourished basically. So I thought that was interesting. So to make, to help you understand that a little bit better, that was kind of like, it was weird, like that you would per, put it out there that you're so, that you're, this is all so great. And this is just an example. I'm sure there's a lot of people like this, like men and women. And I think this are, we have the perfect marriage and we're perfect. And then behind closed doors, he's beating her up. Like, mm -hmm. I think that social media is like when you're thinking about other people and how well they have it, I think it's really important to understand that that's just a photo. Mm -hmm. That's not what's happening. Like you don't know if they get along or if they don't get along. And you know, there's those one people or some people, some people that one week they're getting along and the next week they're not. And we see it all on social media, mm -hmm. but we don't know how good or bad that is regardless of what they post. Like in every every story I'm sure has two sides, whatever it may be. I just think that social media should be taken for what it is. We've given every single person in the world a platform at this point and they're using it. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's good and bad. Like, right. Yeah. It could be either way. And if you're, if you're seeing things on your social media feed that are making you feel a certain way, like whether, or especially if they're bringing you down, like, really pay attention to what it is, what feelings coming up for you. And like, what are those things that maybe you need to shift a little bit? Like, what do you need to not see anymore? What do you need to see more of instead? Bring that more in. Cause now the way I have my social media now is like, it's way more uplifting than what it was before. Before it was depressing. I was a depressed person. I, I was surrounding myself in depression and you unfollowed people too, didn't you? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I had to start doing that. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this I cannot see every day. Like we cannot be this negative today. No. So I, I do the same thing. I stay friends with them and then I just don't follow because it's not something you want to see if somebody's dragging down or even talking about things about their personal life that you don't want to, uh, you know, have a whole conversation with them about. Um, Ashley says, amen to all that. There's no perfect day to be 
a lol and raise child you do what you can to or you do what you can to take care of your child and if it means them on a tablet eating ice cream for a moment of peace and quiet then by golly do it we try to be the best moms we can i agree yeah and i think that it's funny i'm actually part of uh like it's and i think there's people in our group that are part of it too like when i've accepted people in our group i've just noticed it is i'm part of an adhd moms group and uh like I try to give advice sometimes, like obviously I'm not perfect, but I try to give advice sometimes. And I think that that's one of the things that um, like as parents, we, when we're in a state of like overwhelm, we forget that that is affecting everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you have a baby and you're upset because of something that happens, how they instantly are not content because they can feel you're upset. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's with other people too. So now we can do that as adults and we understand. But it's interesting to me how babies like are so and children, like they know when something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So having yes. that time to step aside, like as a as a mother that has to do this a pretty like, you know, a good amount, a fair amount from for, you know, the things that happen in my house. Uh, I think it's important to like take that time and be easy on yourself because nothing you ever do is going to be perfect. Like you're going to say things that your mother said or your father said, and you're going to be like, ah, oh, crap. Am I, am I really saying that to my kid? Like I'm, I have some good ones. We might as well take this moment to, well, I'm interested in what ones you have. I've heard, I'm going to put you back where you came from. Uh, I know that's a sick one, right? Uh, I, I, uh, I hope you have children that are 10 times as bad as you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that, curse, that curse is terrible. Uh, I heard you don't talk back to me. And it was just mumbles. Like I've done that, I do that sometimes. What did you say to me? Uh, what are some other good ones, Karma? Some other good things that I say that my mom probably said. I tell her a lot that my mom would have slapped me across the face. You're lucky. Yep. <laughs> this is you know what happened to me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. My I was driving one time and my mom slapped me across the face because I said, "Oh, I I really, you know, this is a point in my life that I was a really bad teenager." Uh but she asked me, she's like, "Why do you want to go live with my dad and mom were getting divorced at that point in time and she asked me why I wanted to go live with my dad and I told her it was because I didn't want to live with her. I got popped hard for that one and I probably did. I like now I know I deserved it, but we were going down, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this. We were going up the Otho Hollow where I lived at the top of uh, the hill in Otho from the river and she slapped me and I thought, "You don't care about either one of our lives, do you?" <laughs> dramatic you know uh so i thought that was funny but yeah so what did your mom say what are some funny things your mom said oh god (laughs) i don't even know so many things yeah when i was a kid (laughs) you know you always hear those ones (laughs) i carried my brother and sister on my back up the hill one way up the hill the other something like that you know what i had to do you know what i had to go through I love it. That's hilarious. I had to wear wear my shoes till they, till they, till they ran out. I only got hand me downs. Some (laughs) nowadays, I don't even know what hand me downs are. 
great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, let's see who this is. Um, oh, no, I just, I thought somebody was saying something. But yeah, I think all that stuff is important. It, like, these are the things that I think it's important too. like, one of the things we really didn't talk about is that it's important to surround yourself with people like you, because then you get a realistic expectation for yourself. Like, mm -hmm. um, if I were to tell you all moms are a little bit crazy, like, I mean that, like, mm -hmm. mom, you should have seen me when I was picking up Car my daughter, Karma, she ran, she told me halfway where she was going to be. And I pull up to the park and I'm hot, right? I'm mad. And I said, but I didn't hear it real loud. I mouthed it. <laughs> I mouthed it. She, cause she couldn't hear me anyway. The window was up, but uh, I think I might've rolled the window down, but anyway, I was mad. So like, don't think that anything that like, obviously there's some things that completely cross the line, but when we think of ourselves as parents, I really think that's important. And it just as people, like, I think it's important to surround yourself with people that are, have experiences like you that are going through the same things as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. Um, that can make a whole dramatic change in your, in your life and the way that you perceive things and the way that you show up. Yeah, I think so too. When you, like we went to dinner and it was really funny because I was just like, uh, it's funny to have a conversation with somebody that like has kind of an idea of what you go through because then when you're like, you do that too, girl. Oh, I do that. I do that too. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you find me crying in the closet, just, just let me be <laughs> Come out sooner or later. Like, <laughs> just need a moment. <laughs> you know, you locked yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even know how many times. I'm just going to the bathroom. Leave me alone. And there's little <laughs> fingers underneath the door. <laughs> yeah, that moment that you go to take that minute of peace, it's like everybody's all up your ass. Yeah, the cats <laughs> too. Our cats do that too. It's yeah. really bad. Like you can't be alone all of a sudden. Right. Everybody needs you at that moment. Yes. I think that stuff is important though. So you're going to come back and talk with us again after you get all your certification done. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we are going to then we'll talk about some like some basic life purpose stuff that everybody can kind of relate to. Whitney says the first step to inner peace is recognizing when we say those things and why. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's true. Like you, there's some things that you say and then you're like, oh, like when I first started talking like my mom, I was just like, oh, crap. And you're like, like oh, that just come out of my mouth. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I think those things are, we, we kind of, in some ways people parent how they learn from their parents in other ways they don't necessarily, but I just think that's kind of funny. But uh, so you're going to talk to us about the life purpose and uh, Dharma and you're going to, you're kind of working on it. We're not going to talk too much about this, but you're working on a course that you're going to be putting out um, probably in the next, I don't know, three to six months or so we're mm -hmm. looking at. Yep. Um, and then, and we'll be the first ones to know, I'm sure Molly's group and our group. And if you, um, have questions, if you're watching this replay, definitely just ask us what, you know, different things like that's what we have our group for is that kind of support. And, um, although we joke a lot, like I like to have things free spirited and fun, but if, if you're having like 
if you wonder what how someone else deals with things, like definitely ask because I think we're pretty open about things like that. And um, I think that's important to, to know that there's other people around you that you can ask about because I think, especially with our like uh, psychic abilities, I think that people get really easily overwhelmed when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be scared and to uh, feel like you're disconnected with other people because there are people that think it's really strange and they don't know how to make sense of it. Um, so some people are judgmental when it comes to that. Um, and I think that's just something that a lot of people deal with it. And so whatever you're dealing with, I can definitely say there's probably someone out there, most likely um, there's someone out there that it can relate to what you're going through. So I just think that's important for people to know. I'm so thankful you did this. Like, I think this is like the perfect time for this because I think you and I talked about suicide rates, they're increasing. And what would you say, I guess one more question for you, what would you say that that has, um, what do you think has created that increase? Mm, Definitely, definitely not feeling like we're enough. Mm -hmm. The not enoughness syndrome. Yeah, like when people are losing their jobs and things like that. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like, connect their job with their self-worth mm-hmm. There's people that do that. and I think that if someone like that loses their job it's almost like losing themselves I think that's mm-hmm. it's sad yeah, and turn your identity into something that's so easily lost well mm-hmm. and I think that people uh when they can't afford things or when they lose their job that some people are ashamed that they need to ask for help. And Mm -hmm. I honestly say that when my kids, when my daughter was young, I needed help and I was able to get that help. And I think that there's so many programs out there that it's really good to be able to like utilize those things and not be ashamed to Mm -hmm. do so because Mm -hmm. everybody needs help every once in a while, no matter if it's emotional or financial or physical, whatever it is, like there's everybody at some point in their life has some sort of struggle like that. So I just think it's important to know that there's other people out there that have the same issues. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna schedule at some point in time when Molly's close to let, getting this course out, we'll schedule a time for Molly to come back. And if you aren't on her group, what's the one that you actually post your live to? Is it the Iridium one? Oh, or probably my page, Beautiful okay. Mind Serene Soul. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so that's where I keep like most of everything. Mm-hmm. When I talk about the crystals that I get, uh, I have them sitting at my desk. When I talk about the crystals that I get, uh, I think that's larvakite. Um, that's Molly's who I get it from, and I absolutely love it because she picks them out, and they're like all different sorts of really awesome pieces. Um, and she's live and kind of talk. It's just fun when she does lives. It's just fun because every there's lots of people on, and we do like we almost have bidding wars. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, guys, okay. So that's a lot of fun though. And it's awesome. It's like awesome seeing everybody else. Like I'm still happy when somebody else gets it. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So uh, I think that's, a, that's a lot of fun. So if you haven't been on that, definitely check that out. Um, and then um, we'll schedule time to talk to you again when it gets close. And thank you so much for having the time or for making the time to actually talk, let us know these things and make a difference. So I'm hoping, and I know you are too, that at some point somebody's going to watch this video and they're going to be like, 
that makes sense. That that just makes sense to me. So I want to. Do you have anything else that you want to tell everyone? Um, just believe in yourself. It's huge. Believe in yourself, and you're not alone. Whitney says thank you. Thank you guys for watching. I hope yes, you guys all had. I hope you guys all had an awesome time. And uh, if you're watching the replay, uh, comment outside of the. Uh, outside of this or tag me or Molly in it and we'll, we'll be able to see it. Cause I, I probably won't keep track of the comments myself. I don't go back through all that stuff, but thank you guys for watching. And I hope you guys have a great time too. Thank you.